plan for the next few years try out What's the u.s it? for a bit but tra- just retail trading and and um and just living like around new york obviously right you want to go to new york that's the place yeah but yeah maybe try out an asset fund as a manager for like a year two years just to try learn a bit of the institutional tricks of the trade then inshallah start my own one in the next like couple of years but I think getting institutional knowledge behind institutional experience behind yourself is going to be like beneficial, especially if your goal, your end goal yeah. is to start a fund one day. For sure. I mean, you, you meet the right people, you meet guys that have been investing in financial markets for decades, let alone years. I mean, I think we've spoken about it so often that we're still super new, I suppose, to markets and, and we're novices. Um, to this this game if you want to call it a game um it, investing yeah, so is probably, a game it is it is it's a zero it's a zero sum game right literally <laughs> I mean, literally a zero it's sum a game. zero sum game um and yeah that's kind of what we're, what the topic is for today is how how to get started um as an investor or yeah basically just starting to get involved in financial markets and what the do's and don'ts are and maybe just a few, a few blips that we've had, so that you can learn from what, what our mistakes are. I wish Danieli and and Luca were on the call because they've got some funny stories <laughs> that they could tell. And yeah, like a disclaimer, we we've kind of shot this recording um, a couple of times prior, but we've had issues um, with the audio quality, and uh, hopefully this one turns out turns out good. So that's why they're not with us. Mo and I are on night owls, so we can do this all day all night literally and i'm gonna start i have to start it we're live (laughs) yeah it's okay you can only only do that with me you can't do that with the others they'll complain they always complain but you see the thing is we can share their war stories for them that is i think the beneficial part of just having ross and i ross can give us his perspective on a more you, I don't want to say a more structured way of investing because my way is very unorthodox um, compared yeah. to what his opinions are on in how to get started on investing and trading and stuff. But yeah, Ross, yeah. why don't you tell me how you got started, first of all, and the stuff that you've learned along the way? Yeah, for sure. That's a good way to start um, the, like the topic. Uh, I, I mean... We kind of, in the first episode or the intro, we spoke how we got into markets. But in terms of investing, it was more when COVID hit. I, I'd always been interested in in investing and I'd had some, I had easy equities, which was like the platform to use in South Africa before, before COVID kind of hit. Um, and then after that, I looked more broadly at other brokers so I could invest in international stocks. And that's kind of frustrating. I think a lot of people in like South America and, and other countries are limited to the, the, the countries that they, they from, from an investing point of view, uh, they don't have access to like global markets or international equities. Like some surely people do. in their country, there's a lot of brokerages, like they should have their there's own not, brokerages in their the, countries. 
they do have brokerages, but for instance, my one Indian friend um, at Asade, she can't invest in international assets or international equities because of her. I mean, she has a, an Indian passport, and you can't um, you can't invest on like maybe I don't know Robinhood. I mean, I can't on Robinhood yeah, because, because I think it's you need a specific. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of the problem that she has, which again that. To our viewers, it's it's kind of, it can be difficult. So brokerage, I would say, is the first step. That's where what I did is I found a broker that worked for me. Initially, just South African stocks, but I am German as well, so I was able to use my German passport to get access to more international brokers, and and that helped the a lot. Manipulation. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm fortunate in that sense that I have a German. I mean, unfortunate. I'm stuck on a South African I passport. I am fortunate. No, I said oh, I am okay. fortunate. I'm very fortunate, not unfortunate. Uh, so yeah, so that's how. <laughs> but it pretty much began during COVID, and and that's where we all started talking a lot about markets and, um, and invested yeah. and started trading. Uh, I think you have a similar kind of timeline <laughs> to that. Yeah, we. I think we both have similar timelines. I started mine. I would say January, February before COVID came. And but I was basically just messing around with the demo, messing around with certain things. Because I always saw stuff like that on Instagram, trading trading content and just got me a bit into it. And yeah. a friend of mine, had, when I was in second year, actually, so I saw what he was doing and I got just very curious of what, what it was. Like, obviously I was studying finance, but that kind of got me into the whole trading aspect of, you could say of my what i was studying so yeah exactly with, with, the way i went forward was i just started looking for a brokerage which actually serviced what i was looking for at the time i didn't know what i what i was looking for but i was just youtubing reading reviews online and i came across a few obviously the more basic ones was i think at the time it was ig.com which was oh, great one. a F yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, FX FX broker and you can buy equities on there, I think, and CFD trade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was the one I actually started with. And then obviously with time, uh, but the only problem is IG.com does not give you enough leverage. But as a beginner, it was perfect. Um, so I started messing around with IG.com and then I moved on to a friend of mine suggested Blueberry Markets. So moving the on to that game. one, <laughs> that is, yeah, exactly. So Blueberry Markets Unlimited. actually gives you ridiculous amounts of leverage. And the nice yeah. thing for it, and the nice thing about it for me was the fact that I could deposit and withdraw in USDT. Like that, and you can, I think, wait, sorry. You can deposit and withdraw from USDT and BTC. So it was actually very helpful in that the, sense. The not so very seamless, the not so stable, stable coins, as I like to call it. Being hey, able it to just withdraw. lost its peg for a very brief amount of time. <laughs> yeah, USDT to be fair recovered really quickly, but the whole Terra Luna situation, uh, we wanted to. We actually spoke prior to the the podcast about doing some like doing a a podcast just on that topic because it was super interesting and um, quite a, a quite a historic event. I would say, but it's, yeah, we can't, we're not going to get into it Bro, that thing is much. crazy. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> imagine it's losing, wild what happened. I read somewhere that if you invested like ten or 12000 last week into Luna, it would be worth like $2 right now. <laughs> Buy high, yeah, sell low. 
it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I mean, you mentioned YouTube earlier, and I think yeah. it's one of the most powerful platforms for investing, especially as a beginner. I think one of the things I always like to recommend to people who ask me, like, how did you start investing, or what do you do, what do you invest in, and um, I think finding people that are interested in in investing and and following that similar path is a good way to go about it. It's like our group, us four, um, all started at similar times and, and that helped us learn a lot and learn really quickly. So that's the best way to go about it. But if not, YouTube is your best friend. If you don't have a best friend to do it with, YouTube is the alternative. Yeah. Uh, learning vid- learning through videos on there is really good and, and they, they're more in-depth probably than, than our podcast and hands-on. But the podcast is also here for you guys to, <laughs> to learn and take 100%. some advice. 100%. I mean, the thing is, we started together. Well, I kind of, I started, I would say, oh, you, you and I weren't close at the time, but I started first and then just because I was, I'm not saying I was lonely in the game. I just wanted someone to share the experience with me. That's when I gatewayed yeah. Luca in, started showing him a little yeah. bit about the gains. And then he was like, oh, I want some, I want in on that. So he yeah. decided to join me on that one. And then Daniele, he always was interested in it but he stayed a whole summer with me like a few summers ago uh yeah like i think it was two years ago i think so no yeah two yeah, years around ago about, last year around about, two years, around about yeah. then so yeah he kind of just picked up what i was doing and then he was actually a very quick learner but it kind of helped that i was there with him but for all the people who don't have that luxury of having your friends in it with you just join discords like I promise yeah, you, there are so many communities around, around the world. Just join a Discord and you'll find your community within. Like I was, yeah. I'm lucky enough to just keep on meeting people who are more like me, and you, yeah, just find people who are like minded than like similar to you, and then that's how you go forward. With when you choose passion, a niche, you can. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, no. I was gonna say you said find people that are like-minded i think once you choose something like investing you automatically and you put like a lot of effort into it and and show a lot of interest you're going to meet people that are like-minded but with regards to discords and social media and the impact that retail traders are having on the psychology of people nowadays uh, because we're seeing more and more retail traders, a retail trader for anyone who doesn't like know the concept of retail trader, it's just more or myself, basically just people that invest on the side or trade on the side. Um, that's kind of <laughs> the best way to put it, but people that post on social media, these fake or not, not necessarily fake could be real, but they make you want to get involved in the game and for instance, like Luca got involved because Mo was doing well and, and he was really enjoying it. Fortunately, Mo is one of Luca's best friends. So at least he had his back, you know, and, yeah. and he could learn more hands-on. But you get other people that online show you um, this facade or show <laughs> you how how they became so, uh, so rich so quickly. I think you've got to get involved and get into investing for the right reasons. And if that's oh, 100%. why you want to get involved, then it's not the right time. Uh, you got to go in with the right psychology. And that's even more important in trading than investing. But um, yeah, that's what yeah. I I think my, my biggest, not regret was, but if I had been told that, I think I would have 
been more calculated in how I how I went about my investing and my trading from an earlier from an early perspective, not right now at least. No, hundred percent. I mean, we all. I you you touched on a few good topics which I want to touch on. Which number one yeah, was sure, psychology. Sorry. When that you was a get lot. into <laughs> no, but it's, it's you actually brought up some very good points. But the the one that stood out for me was the psychology part and the retail trading part. As a retail trader, you have to go into this game knowing that you're not always going to win. Similar to similar to gambling, I I, I like to reference trading similar to gambling. Investing is completely different. But as a trader, you have to statistically analyze the positions you take. Like a few people have taught me this one. And it actually, so I, okay, so some backstory. I, I listened to a podcast by, it's called, it's called Flow's Mindset or something. I'll get the name for you guys. But it was of this lady. So if you guys have watched the show Billions, there's a lady called um what's her name man do you know do you know what i'm talking about that mindset coach from the show uh i don't know who you're talking about specifically i just know about like the master classes that you can get i mean i don't know if that's what you're talking about her name her name is denise show so basically she was that mindset coach oh that's her name wendy rhodes she plays the mindset coach in billions and Desane Shali is the actual Wendy Rhodes. So they based the character of her. So I listened okay. to a podcast with her speaking about it. And she was giving stories about how these traders and these big investors come to her for like mindset adjusting, etc. And that actually emphasized in my head the whole um psychology within the game that we're in. I like to reference it as a game. And yeah it kind of switched things for me like a lot. So I started journaling my trades. I started logging in specifics. Like what was my state of mind when I entered a position? How was my like trade setup rated? So I like to give myself ratings and finding that statistical edge that makes me better. So obviously as a trader, you need to find something that differentiates you from everyone else. So that's what I kind of did. I started literally switching up everything testing my strategies in different opens, the Asian open, London open, New York open, where I perform better, what times I perform better, just to find something that actually kind of optimized me, if that makes sense. Yeah, what you did well, what you did well and where you had your yeah. success. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that is something that's very important because obviously in this game here, you have to remove emotion. You have to. Like taking, yeah. waking up and taking a loss you have to accept it because at the end of the day, the institutions could literally switch up movements so quickly because of the, like obviously the volatility, but especially in yeah. our current market condition, like it is literally whipsawing between bull to bear, bull to bear every day, bro, going down 2% and then shooting up to positive 1%. That's not yeah, normal. It's ridiculous. No, it's not a normal. We haven't been in a normal market for a while. I think <laughs> since That's COVID so true. Right? Yeah, we haven't. But uh, yeah, like my my dad told me when you when you mentioned emotion, he always one of the first things he told me is if you're ever going to be involved in in sports or if if money's ever on the table uh or at least your money's on the table, you've got to remove emotion. You can't be emotionally attached to money. Uh and that's kind of what investing is. And and when you're ready, I think Mo brought up 
having a demo account initially, which is a great idea because you're not sure whether um, it's not the same thing, obviously, versus a demo. And when you're ready to to lose, if you are ready to lose, that's not the purpose of investing or trading. But if when that's the case, then it's probably a good sign that you can properly get started. Um, But with regards to your trading setups and how you went about that, you obviously had TA, which I assume you use TradingView for and and that kind of stuff. But what did you use to get the fundamentals uh, behind your trades? Like what kind of sources did you look at? So that's actually such a good point. So with regards to technical analysis, I use TradingView. That's obviously a given amongst pretty much all traders. With regards to fundamental analysis, obviously I started by following a lot of news articles. So I mean, news providers such as CNBC Market, Bloomberg. I started watching Bloomberg on TV and on YouTube, depending like how accessible it was, which on YouTube it's free, by the way, and it's live. So definitely give that a look. And with regards to like real-time news, I started following a lot of Twitter accounts. So First Quark, I think it's called Live First Quark, which I think all of us use. So I use that one alongside breaking market news and street insider just depends like certain certain twitter accounts will give you certain news and sometimes it'll be the same news so i just i just like having so many like things giving me different news. sources different yeah different different sources etc so for crypto i use um a twitter account called crypto panic which is very useful and they give you like ratings on there so it'll be like plus 12 minus 12 on depending on how strong that news could be which is pretty cool um i also have the app on my phone but the twitter account is i would say a bit more efficient um yeah i'm trying to think oh yeah with regards to the fundamental analysis so every time i saw cpi numbers are out this is that ppi numbers are out pmi etc i actually went to go research what those all meant and deduced on how it would impact the market like for example if cpi is up what does it mean if like pmi is up what does it mean if um nfp figures out how does that affect the market like what is if beating expectations what does it mean for the market below expectations what does it mean for the market so i just literally went on a full depth research and fell down the rabbit hole with regards to my fundamentals just via youtube via google like we're living in the digital age information is literally at your fingertips if you want to know something you google it if you want to learn something you youtube it or you go on coursera or you go on um it's about being proactive it's 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 literally about being proactive you are in charge of the information you obtain you can literally if you want to know something you can go get it it's that easy for the people who are saying oh i don't know where to start or i don't know how to start sometimes you just need a push and well, use this podcast guess, firstly. Definitely use this podcast as a push, <laughs> but don't be scared. I know it's a bit daunting, but like putting your money at risk, blah, blah, blah. But definitely do your research. You'll see, you'll be shocked at the information you find. I've come across, well, I self-taught myself in terms of trading uh, via YouTube. And obviously it's taken a while because YouTube kind of jumbles up everything. It doesn't have it in the right order. But there are a few good people that I know who've learned everything from YouTube. So I just kind of took that as a challenge saying, I don't need your course. I'm going to go learn by myself. And it took me a while. Like I only became profitable after like a year 
of trading. So I, yeah. every time I messed up, I went back to the demo, test a new strategy, went back to the demo, test a new strategy. And I've learned over that whole period that two things were ruining me. Gamble positions, which I used to record into my journal. And um, what was the other one? FOMO trading. Both of those. Those both both of those reasons are the reason why I stalled in my trading career at the beginning. Well, you you and you like with FOMO trading. Sorry to interrupt, but with FOMO trading, the only reason why you have FOMO is because you want to make money, right? So when money is yeah, at stake, your emotions can take over and your psychology goes out the window. And I think that's one of the problems with. Uh, with trading and investing is when your money you can do so well on a demo and your analysis might be great but then you go and try and mimic that with real money and it doesn't work because either you over leverage or and I'm and I know this so well because it's it's happened to me (laughs) and it's happened to my friends I know the feeling and sometimes your your opinion can be right but you you don't go about it in the responsible way or you become too greedy etc etc and another thing i wanted to talk about that mo brought up was information and and gaining access to information i think that markets as retail traders and and starting off as an investor you're never going to know more than what the institutions know so like the financial services firms the big asset managers the hedge funds all of them they have more access to information and they excuse me they know more about markets and what's going to yeah. happen and, and what happens to prices when CPI figures come out. By the way, if you want to know what CPI figures do and, and, and all that kind of uh, jargon in, in financial markets, Bloomberg Market Concepts is a really great course. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's pretty surface level. So I think a lot of people might understand it if you're not familiar with markets. So it's, it's really good. Um, but have an opinion just to just to elaborate on information is have an opinion because information may reflect into market prices today or what happens to a stock today but the future is uncertain no one knows what's going to happen no one would have predicted the war between russia and ukraine no one would have predicted covid so there's a lot that can go your way and sometimes it's down to luck but having an opinion is the greatest part of investing and financial markets it really is true do you think it was an overreaction because they didn't know in the markets? Like the when first news broke out about the war, because institutions didn't know, do you think the market overreacted the way it did? I think when stuff, yes, to, to be just concise, yes. I think in those moments, people react, overreact initially because of the uncertainty and they don't know what the timeline is or what might happen, how, how does it escalate? And the same thing was happened, like happened with COVID. I think when, when there's an overreaction, then all of a sudden it turns into an underreaction and we, we spiral out again and then markets start going down again. Or it's, it's kind of like Russia, Ukraine came out, markets dipped, and then all of a sudden they started to recover and then they just dipped again. Um, and, and with COVID, it wasn't as... Uh, it wasn't as bumpy as that. It was more just like this huge drop. And then we went to all-time highs, which was quite crazy. Um, but it generally does happen. Uh, when, when when stuff like that happens or Black Swan event happens, there's an overreaction. Um, but it all made to, sense, though, fundamentally. Events. Think about it. It all made what sense the- fundamentally. When the war came, oil prices rose. 
and that tied into the inflation figures. It obviously made it difficult for the U.S. to improve in the economy. So it actually made sense. Yeah. It rose. Markets followed with it because it showed that the yeah. war was coming to its end or it was already priced in. And then dumped yeah. again once inflation figures came out. And it, and the, obviously the U.S. had to react very aggressively with regards to its interest rate hikes. So it, in hindsight, yeah. fundamentally, the thing is, and that's why it's important, you have to understand your fundamentals and find links with it. If you don't find links on what inflation figures actually affect, you're actually playing yourself. You're putting yourself at such no, a disadvantage. Sure. That's why when you get all these traders who only who only know technical analysis, it's not the end all and be all. Fundamental analysis is the one that actually picks the direction. Technical analysis is solely meant for you to go and find your entry point and exit point and follow yeah. the momentum. That's all it's yeah. meant to do. If you think follow about it, trend. whenever news comes, think about it, Ross. Whenever the Fed speaks, they release a decision. It'll spike up. And this is a clear example of market manipulation, by the way. It'll spike up, find the retail level, wick above the retail level to fill its short positions and gun down to its weight. Yeah. And pick, it'll pick the direction, essentially. But And that's the thing. They how know where institutions your positions work. are. Sorry, go for that. No, no, no. I'm just saying you're about to explain it now. I was just going to say they know where your positions are. Oh, 100%. Institutions... They're smarter than you think they are. 100% smarter than you think they are. You make it as though they'll see a resistance on the 15 minute and be like, oh no, it's let's time to bring it down. No, of course not. They put their, literally they'll sell, they put their sell limits literally above that level. So, because they know your stop losses are there and it will literally wick above, stop you out, stop hunt every retail trader to fill their own positions and then go in the actual direction it's meant to go. Those, if yeah. you if you if you research smart money concepts, it'll explain all of this, and it's true yeah. because if you think about how institutions work in terms of the algorithm, that's how it works. That's just how in <laughs> betting against institutions work. You can't trade against the bank. You can trade with the bank. Yes, it's better to do that. I, you succeed more yeah, often than not. You succeed more or more often and, than the other way. <laughs> Hundred percent. And have you noticed? And these, if there are traders listening, where your positions get wicked out all the time, it it wicksaws between the two. Like it'll go up, yeah. stop you out, then go down in the direction, and still close I, below I just, that level. I just remember that. I mean, we this happens so it can happen so often. But the one time where it doesn't happen, and I remember trading one day with you where we had two, we had a resistance, we had a support and a resistance on NASDAQ and it was really close to to this resistance level. So we shorted and it went down like a lot because uh, bad news came out and it approached our, our support level uh, where, we were, where we set buy limits, hit our, hit our support, literally just took us into a little bit of drawdown, just missed my stop loss and went all the way back up to that resistance. And we were so happy. It was one of the best trades because we basically traded both sides of the market. But the reason why I brought that up is because it's not what actually is the right, like you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't yeah. trade both ways. And, and although I felt like <laughs> a genius at the time and I felt like, wow, I really know where the volume is and I felt great because I won on two trades 
but they went different directions and market sentiment doesn't change in five seconds. So it depends on what your horizons are. As an investor, you generally have a long bias because of a longer time horizon and markets generally do go up and that's not a secret. I mean, <laughs> they can they can pull back a lot, but in general, bull markets last much longer than bear markets. Um, and a bull market is basically just where prices go up, bear markets where prices fall. Um, so try not to change your sentiment every 15 minutes like sometimes you can when you trade because on a smaller time frame, you're not really listening to macro news as much. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, something that can work, but also it's not necessarily correct. hundred percent. I mean, that, that was the problem. Like, do you remember, I actually remember this as like a fond memory with Ross and I. So this was when Ross used to trade a lot of crypto and Binance futures were still around. Um, <laughs> we used to pull the these sprints over. Do you remember that one sprint we did, this trading sprint over this one weekend last year, summertime, when you, I think you were still in London. And I was, yeah. I, I just remember Ross staying up until like five in the morning saying, sushi just went up 2%. Sick. <laughs> Dude, this guy was hilarious i remember yeah. luca and daniele as well were going to bed at like 3 a.m and ross is still up at like 5 a.m saying should we trade the asian open yeah that's literally what i would do i would convince myself that because i was staying up for crypto i'd just trade the asian open at the same time because it was around the same time like and the problem was was as a trader this is not really what i want to talk about because i'm not a trader I, I enjoy, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy trading a bit here and there, but generally it takes up a lot of time and and it's it requires your your full attention. I, I really do oh, have 100%. a lot of respect for Mo and, and and traders like retail traders out there who are really dedicated to their craft. I'm more focused on what I've got going for myself right now. But aside from that, like that's not the point. Um, is what was I going to say? I was talking about trading. You're oh, more of a crypto. passive investor. You've you well, switched it up now. Daniel your whole and I, life. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I was talking about crypto, and the that is emotion when you when you want to stay up that long. And leaving trades over now was the worst thing ever because I literally <laughs> didn't want to go to bed. I it was a huge mistake, but it's it was fun, man. I, I must admit, I was having fun. I was kind of willing to lose the money that <laughs> kind of willing to lose the money that I did lose. Um, it was just frustrating because when the crypto market was so volatile, especially on weekends, which at the moment it's not. I mean, it's calmed down a lot on weekends, but we would trade on the weekends 24 uh, seven and there was lots of volatility <laughs> and I'd times. make money. I'd make, like you'd end up making like a thousand, whatever, thousand USDT and then all of a sudden leave your position overnight and you'd lose it. Like that happened to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. I love talking about it now because I can laugh about it, but it's really not a nice feeling, uh, especially when you've put, you know what the worst thing is with investing and trading is it's amazing, but putting in the hours and you know, fundamentally and technically you've got things correct, but your psyche overpowers it or you do something really silly and you can lose it so quickly and the market does not care. It's, just, it's so unforgiving. So, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I, like Mo said, can be a gamble. Um, but 
But it, yeah, I think it's we've, dependent we've on so a lot many. of macro factors, though. Like, when I say macro factors, I mean yourself as a person. Not It's more like overall you as a person that makes the mistakes. Personality. Yeah, personality Oh, wise. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, there. because at the end of the day, you see a position and you're like, okay, maybe it, it, and it'll hit your level where you think you should take out. But you'll be like, oh, if it's going up this much, it'll carry on going. That's where greed comes in. And yeah. everyone has that. And the whole point of when you're investing and trading, I think especially investing, is if you see a stock that you believe in goes up and you did the whole fundamental analysis and, for example, different valuation methods, and it gets to that point. Technically, that's your exit point. You found your TA level where you should get out and you found your analysis level where you think you should have gotten out, but you still hold it. And I think that's where I think we're all fundamentally flawed because I remember I made those mistakes so many times where I'd be up like two and a half thousand and then literally within a, a day, it would be close to like negative 35. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling yeah. you, that was the biggest headaches I've ever gotten. And then I'd be like, why am like, why is this not worked out? And then you yeah. go into revenge trading mode when you've taken a loss. And that is the yeah. worst. Like you don't I'll stick give you to a very good example for buy chain. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you a very good example where even till today I still make those mistakes. Even though I've limited them, but I still make them. Like a few days ago, I was doing quite well on US 30. I was up like 300 and I was like, okay, this is not enough. This is a clear example where I wasn't using my head properly and I yeah. went into negative, hit my stop loss even though I should have come out at my take profit and went back, trying to make it back. And I actually went down another 300 and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Like I'm done for the day. The market just didn't go in my favor, but it's that point where you have to have about walking away. So my rule is if I lose three trades in a row, I'm done for the day and I'll try again tomorrow and don't revenge trade. That's number two. But, and I can, and I know it's very easy for you to, like for me to say this, but Instagram is the worst platform for investors and traders, in my opinion, because I think Twitter is a very good platform for that. But I think Instagram is probably the worst place to go because you see everyone flexing their cars, watches, lifestyle, but you don't yeah. see the work that goes on in the background and how they got there. And they're selling you a dream on Instagram. And I know how that plays on the weak-minded and I would consider myself weak-minded in that sense where I fell into that trap very early on. You see the stuff that they have and it makes you want it. But it's such an, it's literally like a mousetrap and you can't fall for that because the problem is you try aim to those levels even though they're playing with a lot more capital than you are. And this takes no, this takes nothing away from the big traders that I follow like Umar Ashraf and people like that who flex a lot on Instagram fair enough to them like they've made it they're at that age where they've been in the markets for years good for them they did whatever they had to yeah. do and they got there but yeah. you must also take into account when assessing to find yourself a mentor to find yourself someone to look up to they are selling you a dream a dream that's very hard to attain and I think only 1% of traders can actually get there but look at how they got there overall Yes, they made money through trading, but 
also a big source of their income is the courses that they sell and the signal group that they provide. 50 pounds a month or 60. Yeah, yeah, it's a stable income. Think about it. You have 1,500 people paying for that, paying 50 euros a month. That's a lot of money that that they're earning in stable income-wise. And the same thing, most of their courses are like 1,000, 2,000. And let's just say the same 1,500 people buy it. It's that's what like a lot of money, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> it works out to be a lot of money in short. In short, it's a lot. Short terms. But also, don't I think? Yeah, I think in as a as an individual who begins investing and trading, don't pay for signals or or go that route because they don't most work. of the time, number one, they don't work. Um, some sometimes just the signals are really shit, or you can't you have the wrong psychology or the wrong mentality to make them work. I mean, it, it really depends. But in short, don't don't go look for signals. Try and educate yourself and make it fun that way. I think that's the best way to go about it because it really can be fun to, to learn. Um, and that, for me, is going back to the beginning of the podcast where we speak about finding people around you who have the similar like-minded uh, ambition or, or interest that you might have because it makes it more fun and do it allocate your capital in a way that you can also enjoy yourself when you make the winnings but also when you lose you can learn from it and you you don't go and revenge trade like Mo says or or go and do something silly because you you're emotionally uh, annoyed with yourself or you think oh this should have gone my way it's the worst way the worst habit that you can kind of get um, and and 100%. just to kind of wrap up yeah, I mean, to wrap up from my side, at least I think what I would say, the tips I'd give or, or this process of, of becoming actively involved in markets is the first thing I do, um, if I could go back, I, I would obviously do my research on a broker. So find some broker that really works for you. Uh, you can look at things that would really kind of sway for me, sway a broker in terms of their quality is withdrawals. So make sure they're good at withdrawals, read reviews that they, they're efficient. It's the worst having to have your money locked up. And yeah. then obviously securities that they offer, uh, user-friendly is super important as, an, as a starter. And bid-ask spreads, which is basically what you can buy or sell at. You want that to be as narrow as possible. Um, some, I mean, you can go and look that up if, if it interests you further. Uh, generally, don't go it's for- very important. Don't though. go for- yeah, it is important. I mean, it it, it resembles liquidity in the, in in the market and what they offer. So generally, bigger uh, bigger brokers will have smaller bid ask spreads. Uh, and then after a brokerage, I would say find a group, a circle of people, Discord or Twitter, just an environment that you can share your ideas and and learn from other people. Uh, and don't be afraid to to educate yourself and get stuck in um, and and just have fun with it. Is the is the last thing I'd say. What about 100%. you, Mo? What would you leave them with? So I think, like, I don't want to repeat what you said, but my, in terms of brokerages no, and cool. everything that I would recommend, Blueberry Markets for FX and indices, and obviously trading commodities, and something a bit more user-friendly for everyone just want to get into equities, like buying stocks, I would go with Trading212. It is probably the most user-friendly platform. With regards to crypto trading before Binance went down, um, I used to use Binance and now I'm using Bybit. And so far, it's been very good to me. So those would be my three recommendations for that. Obviously, 
not getting any sponsorships from them or whatever, but it's just out there. But, and obviously pay attention to the news, learn your fundamentals. I think it's so important to at least know how the current macro environment is affecting you as a person, because obviously the macro does affect you with regards to how you spend your money, etc. Like if you're going into a recession, what does it mean for you? These are stuff you need to know. Just even if you're yeah. not an investor, you just need to know these things. Um, and I'm trying to think, what was the last thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. So my intro to investing would be buy companies that you consume, that you use. So for example, if you drink a lot of Starbucks, hypothetically, go buy Starbucks as a company. You can buy it. If you have a lot of Apple products, go buy Apple. Like if you know your cousin's sister's husband likes BMW and so does everyone else. Well, what's the company that's the holding company for BMW? Is it, is it Volkswagen? Uh, BMW. It's a great question. I just know Mercedes is holding companies Daimler AG. Okay, yeah. Hypothe- okay, yeah. There we the, go. Clear Ms- example. Daimler. So investing yeah. companies you believe in and that you consume. And that is how I would start with investing. And obviously, if you want to invest in everything at the same time, buy an ETF. SPY. QQQ. SPY is the top 500 companies in the US. And QQQ is... Yeah, passive uh, investing. Yeah, passive investing. NASDAQ. And QQQ is the NASDAQ, top tech companies. Just do your research. And if you ever have a question, reach out to me at Alnur Capital or at Ross Mansell. What's your Instagram name? Yeah, it's just Ross Mansell. Yeah, you can yeah. reach out to us. Uh, or find us on LinkedIn. Want. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, and yeah, we hope you found this all informative. It's been a pleasure, Mo. Um, We'll, we'll, I don't know what the next topic is going to be, guys, but we'll we'll come up with something. The, the markets are crazy right now. Yeah. Something crazy is probably going to happen for the, next week. I think for the next exciting. topic, I'll give a teaser. We'll bring on a trader, like a professional trader. Yeah, and first talk guest about has to come Our on. first guest. And we'll talk about, we'll touch on a little bit about the Luna, what's currently happening with Luna. And I think that'll be a yeah. very cool topic for you guys.